Some people think little girls should be seen and not heard. One, two, three, four! People do feel very radically different about gender experience. I mean, that's just like the rules of feminism. That diversity is like the number one thing I think that has to be reckoned with. Agenda with women in the arts. You're listening to Agenda by Women in the Arts. I'm Isabel Hawthorburn. And I'm Katie Winton. Thanks to All the Best for another great episode. We got a few texts in um, while All the Best was happening saying, this is beautiful, where can I listen again? If you missed those stories, you can head online to fbiradio.com, click on the Programs tab, and then click on All the Best. Got a little bit of a cold today, just FYI. (laughs) Sorry for my uh, husky voice. I don't have a cold, but I've been hitting your lozenges very hard this morning. <laughs> we have a pretty rap-heavy show for you today, which is initially kicked off because of some of Rick Rouse's comments, <laughs> dumb comments earlier in the week. He said that he wouldn't sign female rappers to Maybach Music Group because if he was going to be spending money on like videos and uh, photo shoots of them, then he would need to have sex with those rappers uh, at least a few times. Uh, so we were like, we're going to play some female rappers because... That is dumb. Uh, well, we're also going to be playing uh, a new track from Brisbane rapper Miss Blanks, who we've had on the show previously and who we love. Uh, she's been signed to Moonbase Trench's record label. She's been signed? She's been signed. <laughs> Obviously, they have wow. a different uh, signing policy to Maybach Music. And in 15 minutes, we're also going to be chatting to Sydney-based artist Akenyo, who just released her new banger, Woman's World, which is so good. Such a great song. To uh, balance out that incredible interview that we'll be doing in about 15 minutes, it's also been a pretty awful week in Trump news. Uh, President Trump has announced that transgender Americans will not be allowed to serve in any capacity in the US military, a move that could affect thousands of people serving in the armed forces and which resulted in almost immediate pushback from influential Republicans. Yeah, um, and also, obviously, by um, serving officers. One, uh, One military officer... Um, commented, a trans uh, officer commented that gender dysphoria affects different people differently, but it doesn't really impact job performance as long as the employer creates an environment that is accepting and validating. Um, That can be done in the military and it should. And they also commented that this kind of language that he uses um, is so damaging and every attack against trans people means that some, especially our young trans youth, uh, will look out and look out at this and seem to find that they don't belong. And I think that I kind of noticed that as well with the immediate pushback from that. He was saying that it's a financial burden um, and a lot of people were kind of saying trans people are not a burden. That was the kind that of... That was the rhetoric that was around yeah. the like media campaign that came out directly afterwards. Yeah, and I think that, that initially I was like, oh, I don't really... I don't know if that's like the best kind of response. And then... Following that, people were saying, no, like, cis heteronormative culture is a burden. And I think that's yeah, way more fitting. A better way of framing it. Yeah, definitely. definitely. It seems like, I mean, we were talking about this just before, and it seems like putting you are not a burden in the language that you're trying to be comforting people with seems mm. like a really, mm. uh, I don't know, like a You're re-traumatizing people. Yeah, yeah, you're kind of you, just reopening that trauma and yeah. saying, like, oh, this is what... And we were talking about this in terms of, like, the nasty women trope as well because totally. you have such a big problem with this language. But I think it's a different thing where it's people who have been, um, I guess, 
labeled as nasty women are kind of I think that movement came primarily mm. from women whereas I don't know whether the kind of comforting rhetoric around like don't worry you're not this yeah, is, is the yeah. same thing I think it's like further kind of traumatizing we're gonna talk about it later but there's a really good um, NPR listicle about like 150 albums written by women and it's so good and I just like recommend to everyone to go through it because it's like so much fun and it's lovely to just go through it, read about it. Yeah. But when I first read it, it was like 150 albums made by women and people were like, look, they can do it too. It's kind of that thing of like, just like the language of like, you're fine. It's like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, it's kind I, think of- that I think it is an interesting thing where things become more visible or the kind of mainstream picks up some sort of um, campaign or like way of trying to include people into a conversation, but it's still really tricky language around how to talk about it. And I think mm. we still struggle with this all the time with like how to how to frame things in a way that is inclusive rather than mm. tokenizing. Um, but back to the Trump news, sorry, I know we will talk about the, the rappers <laughs> soon and it is very exciting, but um, I think that it's been to- talked about a lot in the media as a decision that's being explained as a financial decision to siphon cash to the wall as well which is just so much xenophobia to comprehend all in one Oh, that is also go. so random. Yeah. Like, that just seems like, yeah, very... They're like, oh, we need to take money. Also, the US military spends five times as much on Viagra than they do on medical costs associated with trans help. Um, trans health, sorry. So it's just like, it just seems super random and very much, yeah, in line with a lot of his other announcements. Uh, but one person who arced up on the Trump was Caitlyn Jenner, who has historically been pretty quiet on issues relating to the Republican Party and their treatment of trans people. Um, uh, but she tweeted um, Trump saying, you know, you broke your promise to the trans community, blah, blah, blah. And it's quite strange for her to come out and make a political uh, statement like that. And it's unusual because in the past, the trans community has kind of approached her to say, can you please be more of an advocate? Can you not be silent on so many issues when the Republican Party um, continues to like legislate against the health and safety of trans people? Um, and one person that um, came at her was Roxane Gay, and she was kind of like, girl, we told you. You've been told and told and told, and now that it affects you, you're suddenly like this like political advocate, and it was kind of like, oh. maybe we should change the name of agenda to like we told you Roxanne Gay <laughs> fan club. Yeah, um, I feel like this week we're really rolling with the bad news part of our go home. Everything is terrible segment. Um, if you have any positive feminist news from the week, or any news about gender, or just any positive news, maybe uh, text us on 0409 945 945. We would really love to hear from you. You're listening to Agenda on FBI Radio and we've been talking this week about American rapper Rick Ross um, who early in the week stated that he uh, won't sign female rappers to Maybach Music Group because he was going, if he was, I, like I said, he was if he was going to spend that much money on making someone look good and they were female, then he was going to need to have sex with them a couple of times. Um, and that just doesn't make good business sense to him. <laughs> so, um, but if you remember, Ross um, has been in hot water before um, for some of his lyrics that reference putting Molly, which is a drug, in unsuspecting <laughs> women's drinks and essentially having sex with them without their consent. So as much as it's um, unfortunate, it's very much on brand for him. Wait, I also just don't even know what Rick Ross sings. You know Rick Ross? He's like, I'm Rick Ross. I'm the boss. It's, it's not great. Wow. <laughs> so his lyricism is about as on point as his no signing women business model. Oh, no. He's like a mad loser. And it's like him and Meek <laughs> Mill being like talking about how good they are. It's like, cool, guys. 
<laughs> awesome. Um, but yeah, so if in 2013, he, uh, uh, <clears throat> pardon me, uh, wrote, one of his lyrics was put Molly all in the champagne. She ain't ever, she ain't even know it. I took her home and enjoyed that. She ain't even know it, which is so intense and so pointedly about rape that it's out of control. Um, and his apology was following that to every woman that has felt the sting of abuse. I apologize, which is kind of just another victim blaming apology, right? It's kind of the classic, like, I'm sorry, I upset you. Apology, which essentially just places the blame of being offended onto women who have experienced abuse rather than addressing the fact that maybe dudes who rhyme their own name with boss and maybe just anyone in general shouldn't write music about normalising rape culture. Absolutely. And I think we've uh, spoken extensively about the kind of toxic culture of sexual violence in the music industry. Um, And I think we've, I don't know if we've exhausted it, but at at this particular moment with all the um, news about R. Kelly... um, it seems like every week we're talking about and like Dr. Luke, is that what his name? Dr. Luke, I think. Yeah. It seems like every week there's like a new story about um, sexual violence in the music industry. So we kind of wanted to bring it back around to and refocus on the new wave of uh, talent um, in rap and hip hop from female artists. And I think we often think about the um, the late nineties and early I'm mean, saying naughties, early 2000s, as being the golden <laughs> go age on, of fem- I'm going to say naughties. I'm just going to go with it. Um, uh, as a golden age of rap for female artists. And it's like Lil' Kim, Dub Rat, Foxy Brown, Missy Elliott, Left Eye, Lauren Hill. I mean, so many good people. Um, and the present seems to be like largely defined by the kind of sovereign rule of Nicki Minaj. And she just wins everything every year. I feel like for like the last four or five years, it's just been like Nicki Minaj. There's no room for anyone else. But which is still good. She's. I mean, she's great. But it's. I think that there are so many other people, um, so many other women in hip hop that aren't getting it, and well, so many people like Miss Blanks and Ekenyo that are making beautiful music. So um, really cool. Yeah. So I'm, and I'm also just like really just on female identifying music at the moment because of that NPR, um, that NPR list that came out of 150 greatest albums by women from 1964 to the present. Um, It's so much fun, and I love. I mean, I love female identifying artists, but like if there's one thing I love more, it's just like an exhaustive list of their accomplishments. Like I'm just mad about this. It just feels good. <laughs> yeah, I love a good listicle. <laughs> one, of the, one of the things that I heard about this is that like one of the accompanying essays to the list was that um, commented that lists are inherently unfeminist because it imposes a hierarchy and the kind of counter um, argument to that was that we are so far away from any kind of equity in music and like gender representation that like we can have lists and it's fine. Like maybe one day when like there is more gender parity in the music industry, we can get rid of the like. I don't know though. It wasn't really a list from like best to worst, was it? It was kind of just like a a collection of really amazing albums by women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I tried to guess who the the top 10 would be and I was like pretty way off. But it was just like so fun. It was just good. And I think like one of the things is that like every generation comments, music journalists are like, oh my God, women are having a moment. But they've been saying that for like since the 60s. And so it's like this is more like a document that kind of spoke to yeah, that to me, assumption. I feel, yeah, to me. Yeah. I feel like it's just a collection of really incredible people mm, all in the mm, one spot. Mm. I'm also really loving this new track from Brisbane rapper Miss Blanks, who we've had on Agenda um, about a month ago, and she's such an incredible speaker and such an incredible musician, and she's just released this new track called Freak You. I'm just going to read a little 
quote from her. Um, she says, I created Freak You with producer Tom Tom as a feel-good track for women who like to go out and have a good time. Whether that's out to the clubs, drinks and a dance with friends, etc. It's a major, major screw you to all the guys who get predatory when it comes to their engagement with women in clubs and bars and a major high five to the women who are not phased by their actions and just there to do their own thing. Yes. <laughs> this is Freak You by Miss Blanks. One thing I wanna do is freak you. Now I wanna bust you up, yeah, when I see you. Drink the OJ and I cool you like Mr. Simpson. Use the bullets fully loaded, refresh the clips and shook in the moment. Epileptic fits and playing with the new chick. Need some new men's. Hit me in the DMs and you say what up. My money, my crew, the henny in my cup. Wanna try mommy, got you hugging your teddy. All about my money, this bitch, she be petty. I count one, two, three, four, five picks. Can you get it up? All I see is two picks. Trying to tell me how I'm the best in the bed. Got you going crazy cause I give good head. One of a kind, not for collection. That little white chick too small to mention. I catch my eyes, think you fly. To scare you, fam. Call me petty.com backslash this bitch. How you gonna use me and abuse me like this? No, you're never ever gonna get a booty like this. All these girl bros try to copycat my shit. But he wanna licky licky, get the kitty nice and sicky. Better how she tried up. Her age got a second. Mommy can be running the streets. I see you running. For me, the fresh pussy, I see you gunning. The girl you be calling me, mommy, yeah, she be something. Post up, bitch, you request to get a bumping. Hating bitch boy, you crazy snitch boy. You call the police on me cause I called you a bitch boy. Now I'ma take your money like the ATO. So the only time you hear me is on the radio.
You're listening to Agenda on FBI Radio. We're joined now by Sydney-based artist Akenyo, who just released Woman's World, the first single from her upcoming EP. Congratulations. It's such a good track. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> um, the song's a pretty incredible celebration of women. Can you tell us a little bit about why you wrote the track or what the kind of um, origin stories of the song are? Yeah, sure. Um, so, yeah, I did want to write something that was empowering for women, um, and that was empowering for me as well. Um, there's always a kind of duality with the way that I write that, um, yeah, as a performer, it's really important for me to write something in order for other people to enjoy. But at the same time, like I think as an artist, most artists get something out of doing it for themselves as well. So a lot of the stuff is, um, yeah, really like helps me in my everyday life. Um, so there's an element of this that's obviously feminist. Um, and uh, But the way that I wrote it and the way that I write is often um, kind of intertwining stories that already exist with my own personal stories. So this one, actually, the nucleus for it was I was doing a play um, at Sydney Theatre Company called Boys Will Be Boys, and it was essentially about um, women in a corporate world and how they survived in a man's world. Mm. Um, and it was all-female cast, and we played mostly men. Um, and it was just, yeah, an incredible time on that play um, and also amazing to work just with a group of women. It was fascinating to see... Um, you know, I love working with men also, um, and I've worked with some great um, male uh, actors and creators. But what happened when we were in the room together was that there was just this completely different energy of actually like giving space to each other. You didn't feel like you had to even finish your idea or your sentence, like people really listened to you. And um, we just really enjoyed that as well. And, and then so there was like a very like soft, tender side to that, but also, um, yeah, a real wild side of like just being a group of women, you know. So I started with that idea. Um, and the way that the the way that the busy woman, I'm a very busy woman with a lot of my I play. Love that that's so <laughs> um, I also, when I wrote it, I was doing a play um, for Melbourne Theatre Company and I was playing this woman who um, was a New York lawyer, um, African-American woman, and uh, she was just so formidable and I found myself actually... There was a point in rehearsals where I was like, uh, this woman is just so amazing. Like, I wish I was her. I wish I could be her. And I realised, like, I had to meet her as a character. I had to meet her confidence. Mm. And she was this busy woman. And so that's where that line came from. And then it felt really good to say. Mm. And then I was just like, it's yeah, getting catchy. it done. Like, yeah. it mm. made me feel good. And it's so nice now hearing people get a lot of joy and strength out of it. Like, that was the point. Mm. It's interesting that idea of busyness as well. Like I haven't really heard that in music, but it definitely seems like in this economy and with our like value system and culture, it's not so much about like how much you earn anymore. It's about how kind of engaged you are and how much you're doing, like accomplishing. It's like we've kind of shifted, I feel like. Well, especially in creative industries, creative I think industry, it's like yeah. business, busyness is the benchmark of success a lot. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I think, um, I mean, I'm still kind of unpacking this word busy. It felt right to me when I wrote it. Mm. But, you know, like I think about when I, I, I guess I'm also asking women to think and people to think about what it means to be busy. Like that's one yeah. side of it. But also like I, I, I immediately think of mothers like mm. they're the busiest 
people in the world and often a lot of it just goes unsaid unappreciated but yet like they are getting everything done yeah and I think it's that thing of like women are becoming more empowered in the workplace but they're not relinquishing any of the duties of like domestic duties yeah and so it's like I feel like there's it's it's a really interesting line because it's like empowering but it's also kind of tongue-in-cheek like it's Mm -hmm. it's poking fun at that but it's also like you feel really good about it as well like we were saying before it's like one of those songs that you listen to on your way to work to kind of like hype yourself up so it's like cool but it like yeah it works on both (laughs) ways it's like yeah it's really good I was also wondering one of the lines was um talks about people of color fighting back on policy and the Australian music industry and even Australian hip-hop can be a very white space and so I was wondering about your process writing lyrics and if you're consciously pushing against that or it's just you're just speaking about your lived experience like is it something that you try to incorporate or is it just something that is naturally reflected? Yeah look um, I think my relationship with politics is is interesting I'm still kind of working it out like I'm definitely not someone who is out there like rallying very vocal I'm actually not a great public speaker like but do you feel like you're asked to do that yes and so I've wanted yeah so I'll say one thing on that um before I say that that I guess my way of being political the way that I is most authentic to me is through my art and so definitely I can write that in lyrics and you know make it kind of like fun and cheeky as well um and then I'm also like very appreciative for the people who are more visibly active you know um but also like being being an actor especially is this thing like when I grew up so my dad's from Kenya my mum's Australian and I grew up I've always grown up in Australia and um I guess in a pretty like Anglo way and I always knew that I looked different but I never was like that I'm less or anything like that but when I became a performer it became very clear that whenever I walk on stage I come with a political statement and there's nothing I can do about it. And I was really kind of naive to that, which was good um, because I've always had, I guess, a lot of confidence and like love for myself. But um, the older I get, the more I'm like, "Mm, okay, now that's always going to happen. So how are you going to play this? Mm. Yeah. And I guess uh, it's different being in like as, I guess, Okenyo in the music industry because a lot of that stuff... Um, is, yeah, it's kind of, like, used in a different way. But I guess as an actor, like, if especially on stage, um, I guess I've been, well, in this landscape, fortunate enough to play, like, inverted commas, white characters. Mm. Now we're moving to a place where it doesn't really matter. But, like, I've been working now professionally for 11 years and I have just played, like, people. Mm. But that's not the case for, like, most performers, you know? Yeah. Sorry, um, we just got a text on the text line that mm. says, "Whoa, Akenyo, love the new track, so boss." With like a little, um, uh-huh. a little emoji. muscle arm, <laughs> muscle arm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's take a listen to Woman's World. Cool. You're, you're on Agenda on FBI Radio. Don't look down on me, 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 me. <laughs> Wear my suit, wear my hat on front ways The back professor's so slow and saying companies that really own me Wear my tie right up to the neck, it's hailing excellent Peace out, I'm la-di-da, blah-blah executives Wear my heels not to appeal to your senses I'm not covered up because your senses They can put that shit up on the senses Wear my lipstick, I'm red with power Hotter by the hour, on time, my own power 
Clinking glasses, melt the ice like ice Raise your glasses, melt the thighs like ice Clinking glasses, our flashes You won't ready for it to feel this nice You won't ready for it to feel this nice Woo! Clink your glasses, melt the eyes like ice. Raise your glasses, melt the thighs like ice. Clink your glasses, our flashes. You won't ready for it to feel this nice. You won't ready for it to feel this hey, nice. Hey. Uh. I'm a very busy woman with a lot of my plate. I'm a very busy woman with a lot of my plate. I'm a very busy woman with a lot of my plate. So you better eat it up before I take it away. BRB, cause POC, we fighting back on policy. And you can call me feminazi, go ahead and call me nasty. Hey, your bubble burst, fighting like a girl. Roll drama, roll up the power. Other female force. When I sat up on the same throne, it's she gone. We lost when it's on us. I cave like Farrakhan. Sniff this female pheromone. It makes the pharaohs moan. Cleopatra toes like her legs are powerful. The sphinx's nose is falling. Clink your glasses, melt the ice like ice. Raise your glasses, melt the thighs like ice. Clink your glasses, our flashes. You won't ready for it to feel this nice. You won't ready for it to feel this nice. Woo! Clink your glasses, melt the eyes like ice. Raise your glasses, melt the thighs like ice. Clink your glasses, our flashes. You won't ready for it to feel this nice. You won't ready for it to feel this hey, nice. Hey. Uh. I'm a very busy woman with a lot of my plate. I'm a very busy woman with a lot of my plate. I'm a very busy woman with a lot of my plate. So you better eat it up before I take it away. I'm a very busy woman with a lot of my plate. I'm a very busy woman with a lot of my plate. I'm a very busy woman with a lot of my plate. So you better eat it up before I take it Get away. Listening to Agenda on FBI Radio, we're joined by Sydney-based artist Akenyo, whose latest single you just heard there called "Woman's World," which premiered just over a week ago. Uh, musically, it kind of moves away from the direction of your previous single "Ten Feet Tall." What kind of influences shaped the production of this new track? Yeah, it's been an interesting journey um, since signing with um, Elephant Tracks, which um, in the beginning I was like, oh, what what am I doing here on a hip-hop label? Mm -hmm. um, but then it also totally made sense because that's like that's the music that I listened to growing up. I'm the youngest of four, and so I was just listening to basically what my siblings were listening to, and so I kind of grew up with a lot of like Erica Badu and Jill Scott and Tribe Called Quest and Black Eyed Peas back when they were great. <laughs> um, <laughs> pre Fergie. Because they were great for like oh a Oh my minute. gosh, they were, they were yeah. just great. Mm. Like, and Missy Elliott is a huge influence for me. Like, I just love her. And what I love about a lot of those rappers around that time, like the 90s and early 2000s, is that like there's, they were um, political but also like such a great sense of humour. And that's what can be so great about like R and B and hip hop is that there's just like this poetry, but it's also like fun and funny. It's wordplay. Mm. So that's been liberating to write in a like my upcoming EP is pretty much like I don't actually sing that much at all. So it's pretty exciting. Yeah. yeah, it sounds like Elephant Tracks would be like a good place to be. We were kind of talking about the culture in the music industry and in a, within hip hop labels in America, but do you find it 
different in Australia or do you think there is still that kind of level of misogyny or um well definitely not within elephant tracks they're like the nicest guys yes. you'll ever ever <laughs> meet <laughs> so so sweet um but i think that definitely it's um you know i mean i, I i'm uh one of i think two or three artists on uh female artists on the books um and elephant tracks is a label that is trying to really push the boundaries and talk about what it means to be like a R&B, um, I actually hate this word, but like an urban artist. Mm. I think we need to find a new <laughs> word for that. But, you know, that encapsulates like we're in a great stage where there's so much great stuff coming out of Melbourne, particularly um, like with, um, yeah, neo soul, R&B, hip hop, that we're in this cool, like evolving stage. But it's difficult. I think like in most industries, it's still pretty difficult for women. Um, yeah, I don't even know that guy that you were talking about before. What's his Rick name? Rick Ross. Rick Ross. <laughs> I, see, I didn't know him either. And, and Izzy Sung, his uh, apparently most uh, I'm not going to do any more Rick Ross impersonations. Uh, <laughs> but you are spanning different um, kind of fields as well. So you're doing acting work. You're, have you, are you working on something at the moment for Channel 10? Yeah, so I just started shooting um, a new Channel 10 series called Sisters, which I think will come out next year. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's amazing. I think uh, this show's definitely, um, I can't talk too much about it, but it definitely uh, explores different kinds of female relationships not just a kind of hetero like a woman falling in love with a man like yes there's that but there's how do sisters interact how do mothers and daughters interact um, same-sex relationships between women and so that is super exciting to be part of that on a commercial television station um, yeah, so there's, you know, there's so much great positive stuff coming through. Yeah, particularly with women's stories on television, I feel like it's a really exciting time. Yeah, and strangely, you know, we have this thing where it's like, oh, doing these things, putting people of colour um, on screen is like um, a risk, but but everyone it's is ready for it. It's like insecure in Atlanta and it's like... It can, it's like, it's P.S., like, everyone's just get, watching yeah. like Netflix. Don't exactly. get Izzy started on <laughs> okay, TV sorry. shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, again, yeah, thank you so much for coming in to chat to us today on Agenda. It's been such a pleasure. Uh, we'll put, put pop some links up online to your new track um, and also to the video when it comes on we're really excited about yes, that yes please <laughs> and i'm playing in a uh, big sound in september cool. so come check it out yeah, yeah awesome we're gonna leave you now with this new brand new track from charlie xcx called boys she's not from the xx i learned today <laughs> xcx, XCX. Um, who just released a self-directed boy packed video a few days ago who I also ironically didn't know many of the boys in the clip. Yeah. But um, I think we're running out of time it to talk so about it. It is so star-sided. I'm so amazed by you. Like, I don't know who that is. <laughs> we'll pop a link up to it online. And I think Oz from Backchat has some thoughts about it too. So we'll <laughs> let him talk about it more after this. I was busy thinking about boys, boys, boys. I was busy dreaming about Thinking about I need the-